Tom, we need more HP toner. I'll get right on it, Maria. Now, I could go to the big box office supply company where I'm just a number, but I love dealing with Ferritech, the company that supplies our HP toner, printers, and service. They know how to treat their customers. They're an authorized HP vendor. They locally manufacture their own toner cartridges, and it's recycled. Tom! Uh-oh, what now? Ferritech, a customer-obsessed HP retailer. Visit ferritech.com. Broadcasting live from the Roswell Infinity Studio, it's time for North Atlanta's BizLink, the greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce linking you to business leaders. North Atlanta's BizLink is brought to you by Veritech. Veritech, great people, remarkable service. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to North Atlanta's BizLink here on Business Radio X, the uh, greater North Fulton Chamber's Linking you to business program, our monthly program. I am merely Mike Salmon alongside Deborah Lanham from the Roswell Infinity Studios here. And uh, good morning, Deborah. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. Well, we always talk about how busy you are. Busy as a bee, as I like to say. What's going on with the Greater North Fulton Chamber these days? Well, nothing has changed. Great to be with you today. Thank you for having me again. Chamber's really busy, and what we're focusing right now, uh, what we're focusing on right now, is our big ninth annual business expo, March ten. As a matter of fact, so I'm going to give you some dates here. March ten, we're going to start at nine a.m. with a ribbon cutting kickoff. There are still booths available if you would like to exhibit at this business expo. We want you to be there. And if you're a business and you become a vendor or exhibit at this thing, uh, Business Radio X will be there broadcasting with updates throughout the show. That's right. I so heard you're going to be with us. We, we will. We will be there. So if you're a vendor, we, you are part of your package is to come by and let us talk to you and put you on the air and we'll have some fun. It's going to be a great time. It always is. And uh, we have a couple new things we're going to um, integrate into the the expo this year. Um, and I'm glad you're going to be there because, you know, just for you to be able to to chat with our businesses and find out what's going on in their lives and, and, and learn a little bit about their expertise is fantastic. And I'm glad you'll be with us. So yes, 9 a.m. It's on March 10 again. We will be at the um, Atlanta Marriott Alpharetta on Windward. We've been there for nine years now, so they do a great job. We take over the entire hotel, first floor, and um, there'll be some networking and great food and, and just as usual, great opportunity for you to highlight and showcase your business. Any other events that we need to talk about before we get going with the show? I think we'll learn a, a bit about those coming okay. up as we get into the conversation today. So, yeah. All right. Well, we have a couple guests here in the studio from uh, M Powered IT. The CEO, John Mammon, is with us here. Also, Ralph Pascarello with uh, Snelling's Walters Insurance Agency. A couple folks that you're very familiar with, Deborah. So I'll let you take it away. Well, thank you, Mike. And yes, I'm so glad to have you with us today, John and Ralph. And uh, thanks for being here. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Deborah. Yeah. Well, the reason I invited you to come in is we've got some great things going on at the Chamber, and one of them is the work of our Tech 400. Uh, that's the new name. And John Mammon, for all of you out in the audience today, John Mammon, uh, yes, is the CEO of his company, M Powered IT, but also chairing Tech 400 for us. John, uh, anything you'd like to share about some of the things that are going on this year with Tech 400? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're really excited about the upcoming uh, events that we have. The uh, mission of the Tech 400 is to educate the North Fulton business community on what's going on in the world of technology. There's so much happening out there um, and right here in our backyard, too. So it's great to just enlighten the business community on what's happening. 
uh, our our next event coming up is our cybersecurity symposium, which Ralph is chairing. Um, so I'd let him tell a little bit about that event itself. Yeah, thanks, John. As you know, that uh, the cyber symposium, this is actually the fourth annual that we have coming up. And that will be on 321. I tell Deborah all the time, 321, because it's hard <laughs> to remember that date. But and that really March, does help. It, it does really help. Does 321. Help. And uh, that'll be on March 21st. We actually started that about five years ago here in Alpharetta. And Deborah, I remember you helping me, assisting us on that. It was yeah. a solo event, and it grew and it grew. And over the last few years, it is, has been tremendous. And you know, the, the, the language changes because we were calling it a, a, a data breach symposium. Mm-hmm. And we've learned now over time, it's, in, in, it's just so much more than just that. And it's now the whole cyber crime, cyber, um, you know, news and, and information that we're needing to educate uh, all of us on. Right. Right. And back then when we started it, it was basically for corporations and companies that had been breached. So that's why we had it. It was named the Data Breach Symposium. And subsequently, nowadays, it's not only corporations, but it's the households, everyone's home and everyone's life and how that that is affected today by cybercrime. And that's what we'll be discussing more on 321. And, you know, it's a scary thing, John, but at the same time, there's ways to uh, set yourself up to to prevent. Although you do hear uh, the experts saying it's it's not a matter of, uh, you know, if I will uh, experience it. It's, it's a matter of when it is going to happen. Right. Everybody is so susceptible. And, and as Ralph said, the, it's the... Uh, the game has changed, right? The, the the landscape is just all encompassing now. So everybody's can be affected, um, right from our cars, you know, and, and have breaches in the cars and, um, to our homes uh, and our home security. And you can do a lot of things to protect yourself, but, uh, education's the biggest piece of all is understanding where these threats are coming from. Well, and you guys are heading this up, and and John, your work with Tech 400. Uh, I'd I'd like to just back up a little bit, though, and talk to each one of you about your work and your expertise. You're the CEO of Empowered IT. Tell us about your your job, or I'm sorry, your company. Yeah, so Empowered IT, our, our mission is to become the IT department for small and medium companies and really give them the uh, a complete and thorough IT experience. So everything from the help desk all the way through a CIO level will actually sit on as part of their management team and and be a part of their team and helping them grow their organization uh, and how technology can help them get there. So um, that's a a big differentiator for us is spending time with them at the executive level, uh, along with, you know, taking care of their, you know, their daily IT needs, you know, my email, my website, my servers, all those kinds of things. So um, I really enjoy working with business owners, and, and, and the way that I do that is through delivering that uh, IT experience. Are the needs, you know, just maybe a couple, or are there some glaring, really obvious, uh, you know, a variety of levels where they're needing your expertise to come in and just really take over and, and, and help them manage? Yeah, typically, um, you know, where, when they are looking for a new provider, it's typically because they're either one uh, not getting adequate service, um, or they're not getting the thorough service, you know, end-to-end experience that they really need to help move their organization forward. Some of the trending issues are really around security. I've talked to a couple of companies just in the last few weeks 
about that, that having ran, a ransomware attack where their server was locked up. And, you know, that, that's just a very real issue right now. And it's, it's creating a lot of fear uh, in the business community. So um, it's great to be able to be there for them and, and talk them through how to, you know, a prevention uh, methodology. You know, we're all using technology. We're all impacted by it. But again, it's an area that we're not all, you know, the experts on. And so to, to know someone like you that uh, you can learn from, trust, and do business with means a lot. So I know, you know, just even having you share today uh, should be of value to the business community that you're here and available and we'll do a great job for them. You know, you weren't always a part of Empowered IT. So I'd like to ask our guests to tell us a little bit about your career path and what got you into this particular industry. Yeah, I've, I've always been very interested in computers and technology. You know, I took apart my dad's computer when I was nine. You were one of those. Yeah, I was one of those guys. <laughs> I just had to figure out how it all worked, you know, and um, I actually put it back together, thankfully, or I would have been grounded for several years. You know, so I've always been interested in computers. I went to college for uh, computer science. Um, I started out in the engineering ranks, but very quickly was uh, moved into more customer-facing roles. And uh, before you knew it, I was in the executive rank. So um, I'm from Buffalo originally. Um, I was moved here to Atlanta by a company to start their professional services division. And uh, I've been involved in startups in that manner just about ever since. So I was fortunate um, a few years in to meet a, a business partner. Uh, and we started a uh, what is now known as managed service provider. Uh, back in the day, we were you know an IT support company, right? We started that company and grew it and sold it in 2011. And um, I did a three-year run with the acquiring company as an EVP. Decided that I really needed to get back to helping business owners and, and working at the small business level. And that's what I really love. So I started Empowered IT back in 2014. Very good. I can tell you that you're an relational type of guy, you know, that I, I think am. that face-to-face. -face, and, and that's where you've brought... Uh, such uh, change and growth and strength to the Tech 400 work at our chamber is being that relational guy and all the connections that you've been able to um, forge for the businesses um, that uh, are in this industry. Yeah, I, I do love working with business owners. I really do. Our, our number one core value is to deliver a great customer experience. And, and that is, you know, that's one of the things that uh, really, again, separates us is that relationship level that we have with each and every client. It's, it's so important to me. And that's how, you know, you can only convey trust through that relationship. And I think that uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that wish they had that in their IT provider. And that's, that's why we're in business. Well, very good. So I'm going to kind of shift over to our other guest, Ralph Pascarello. Mm -hmm. And uh, gosh, Ralph, I've known you for quite a bit. Um, I don't even know how many years. So I've been at the chamber six years, and I feel like at least that duration. But uh, Tell us about yourself. Yeah, You're it's been with eight years. Eight yeah, years? Yeah, eight years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So talk to us about your expertise, the work you're doing right now, and a little bit, too, about your career path and what got you to where you're at today. Right. Actually, my career path for 25 years before uh, insurance, I was with an international manufacturing company. So I traveled around the U.S. and I had the globe for my territory. So and born and raised in Boston, that's the kind of the, the little, yeah, the little <laughs> accent that uh, everyone in North Georgia. <laughs> Go Sox. Yeah. And uh, I won't Sox. mention the other team, but... Uh, what is the other team? I don't know. Detroit Tigers? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the don't, the don't, Bruins. Ah. Oh, I thought, uh, I, I thought you were going to say, don't, don't ask the Falcons fans. No, oh, I know. So My whole family, they're all against me. So, oh. but... Um, 
So a little over eight years ago, I got into insurance, uh, property and casualty. I was too young to retire. And my wife told me to go get a job. So <laughs> I kind of had, a, I'm looking at infinity on the wall, and I kind of had an affinity, affinity uh, to move and migrate towards professional insurances. And the reason I did that, Deborah, is that I joined an agency that was 75 years old, but there was no one there actually specializing in any of the silos, what I call for cyber network and data breach insurances. And um, I found that kind of odd. Um, so I migrated towards that quickly, and that was eight years ago. And um, I have been touring all over the Southeast. I do a lot of seminars, I do a lot of conventions, and I speak on cyber liability, what it will do to a company if you're not prepared. And it's not from the security portion of it, but again, from the indemnification portion of what happens after. And like a lot of people allude to, it's not a matter of, of, of if, it's when that cyber attack is going to happen. So I want to keep my clients in business. And when I saw that years ago that, and, and read that out of the small of the nanosector companies, companies that do 200 million in revenue and less annually, a lot of these small companies go out of business actually within nine months after a data breach. Oh my and the number is about 60%. That came from an IBM report recently. Um, you wouldn't think so, but not a lot of people are prepared to write a check for $4 million or whatever those damages are after a substantial breach. It's expensive. It is. Just yeah. something businesses aren't necessarily. Well, I think right. because of your work and others, we're ed being educated to what those liabilities are and how to protect yourself. Right. And the big thing nowadays is there are a lot of, uh, and John can attest to this, is the malware that's out there now is so good. And, and these criminals, last year, there was a billion dollars paid out in ransomware. So ransomware right now is the big thing with corporations and in homes. And um, we can't stop it. We can slow it down, but we can't stop it at the moment. So um, that's what we're dealing with. And, and that is, uh, it, right now it's an epidemic. So, so you're going to help us with this and um, going to bring the cyber uh, symposium. We're going to call it Cyber Crime Symposium and you have some special guests coming. Uh, do you want to share with our audience a little bit about this event coming up on March 21? Yeah, I would. And by the way, we're going to be at the Metropolitan Club in Alpharetta. That's right. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to that. And I did want to mention uh, with the E&E breakfast, Eggs and Enterprise yes. breakfast coming up on 228. That's February 28th. Um, Andrew Howard will be our speaker there, who's a brilliant uh, guy. And he's affiliated. He's got a long line of uh, list of credentials, but uh, just a great guy. The actual cyber symposium, which will be on 321, our main speaker will be Flavio uh, Villanostra, LexisNexis. Um, we also have Mark Ray, who's a former FBI agent, well-known well FBI agent, and now is with PwC. He's in charge of their global security. And, and, and a local woman, Mary Hester, who is CEO of LAN Systems. Mary's also uh, quite known in the community, and she does some great work. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a, a little bit of discussion and some panel work. Three great speakers with uh, different views, but we should be able to cover all the aspects of cyber, whether it be corporate 
or your home or even, you know, a lot of the personal stuff. I think that's uh, great that you're incorporating how this impacts us just as, you know, a family um, and the devices that we're all using. We talked a little bit earlier before we went on air about our mobile devices and how that really can be the next uh, victim, our mobile devices, of the um, the data breaches and the hacks. It's a scary thing to think about all the information we're, you know, um, using on our mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just think of in the future when you, you're you going to give the control of your car up to your dashboard and you're going to sit back. And um, that kind of worries, uh, and, and John can attest to this, you know, the internet of things that is taking over needs to be regulated a little harder than what it is today because I, I'm i very skeptical of a lot of it's that. It's hard to regulate, though, because it changes literally every day. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, it's it's amazing if you just look at a year ago to today, and God knows what we'll have five years from now. Right. Well, one of the things that's going on out there, one, again, another trend is that this this malware is there, there's an intelligence level around it. So um, I've actually experienced getting an, a real email that was a good email, and right behind it getting a bad email using information from the good email that I received, and that bad email, of course, was had you know malware in it. So it's not just a wide net anymore. The 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 bad guys are getting much more intelligent about how they can infiltrate and, and get you to to click on these. Uh, bad links and get this malware into your systems. And if anybody's like me, my general habit is to quickly review me- emails and you're kind of just moving through. I mean, you get a hundred of them a day. So when you're working and going through emails, you really need to take the time to be thinking about anything you're going to be clicking on. I mean, we do, but you're you're right. You're, you're getting a good email and you, maybe there is a link on that good email and then you're clicking on a, a, a bad link on a bad email right behind it as you just... St- That's scary to me. And yeah. I, you know, I think, again, we need to just go to the cyber crime symposium right. and learn all we can because you guys are going to dabble into the family and how it impacts us in our homes. I think about all the the innovation in terms of security systems and cameras and but even our laptop devices. We were talking last month about, you know, putting tape over your camera on your laptop so that people, if they are hacking into your laptop, they're not seeing you and watching you in your day to day. Uh, kind of scary stuff. But also, Deborah, too, when it used to be, you, you knew pretty much when you were hacked, you'd get that email from Siberia asking for money. It was very obvious. Ralph, you were showing me before the show something with, with Google. Maybe you can explain that. Right, where, right. I mean, you would you would not even think it was, you know, uh, bad stuff that you would think it was, it was it was quite. We already know that anything from the government, they're going to send you via regular U.S. delivery mail. So we know anything we get from them. But I don't think, you know, Google, if I'd got something saying, hey, you need to change your password, and it looks like Google, I probably would do it. Right. A majority of the uh, spam coming through now, a lot of the phishing emails has Google attached to it. People, I guess they think when it comes from Google, it's official. I'm not sure why, but people seem to trust that. So more and more of that that, we're, that we see coming in, um, it's just... They are very, they're very good at what they do. The spear phishing attacks and what they do is very, very precise. Some of the fraudulent transfer and some of the wire scams that I see coming through because clients have that coming through uh, that I see. You know, emails that look official that are going to other people in the company and to send money to and wire money out. You need to be cognizant, and like, like Deborah said, of actually who it's coming from. Take time to read it, see who it's coming from. It may be a FedEx bill, it may be a UPS bill, whatever, and it looks official, 
But once you click on it, um, you never know. And it doesn't happen right away. Um, the average discovery time of some of this malware is 200 days. Oh, my goodness. That means that that malware is in your computer working away, doing its job for 200 days before you discover. That's the average 200 exactly. days. That's scary, right? Right. John? Yeah. You and I, um, when we did our lunch and learn on this, we talked about it a little bit. And it's a, it's, it's a live and learn thing. This malware, they actually, it actually lives on your system for a long time. And the, guy, the bad guys are learning the stuff that they need to learn to make these intelligent uh, inquiries via email and force you to click on these things. Uh, well, not force you so much, but induce you to click on, on bad links and things like that. And we talked about companies needing to really have controls in place. Uh, particularly around the the finance arm, mm -hmm. making sure that you are actually going out and getting you know physical permission from say the CFO instead of taking for granted that he sent you the email to transfer the money, right? So you have to have these physical controls in place in order to you know to try to stop these kinds of attacks. Just think if we went back to the way it used to be, where we actually were, were personable and actually spoke to each other, yes. that would just <laughs> right. kind of fix this. I could actually call Ralph up on the phone or John up on the phone as opposed to how everything is so impersonal these days with technology. That's when we used to say, got it? And you say, got it. <laughs> you could agree, and this is how we're going to move forward. Mm -hmm. Well, Ralph, uh, you're going to uh, moderate this event on March 21. And as I stated earlier, we'll be at the Metropolitan Club. It's a breakfast. We're going to start at 7.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. and go until about 9.15 with some networking in there. And uh, I look forward. We've had Mary Hester on the show. She's incredible. One best places to work in Atlanta for her size company. And then Mark Ray, I look forward to meeting Mark and Flavio. I've known his work and his expertise is incredible at LexisNexis Risk Solutions. So we're looking forward to that event. It'll be, event. It'll be great. And thank you for your work to put that all together. Mm -hmm. um, John, I kind of want to go back to the Tech 400. This is something that's evolved. We were the Tech Forum and changed the name to Tech 400. And you've really been a stickler, and I think in a good way for this committee, this executive committee that you were working with to create sort of this constitution. And if you didn't, I just would love for you to go a little bit into the work of this committee and then also that maybe we're recruiting new members to to join us in some of these subcommittees. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we, we had a little shift in focus about 18 months ago from being very technology-centered, and by that I mean for technology professionals and technology companies, and broadening that mission to really be an, you know, an education component for the entire business community, as I said earlier. So the focus now has been to really put the pieces in place where we can put these programs out, these events out for the business community. So the Cybersecurity Symposium is just one uh, event that we're doing. Uh, we have an IoT event coming. We're talking about doing uh, virtual reality and artificial intelligence, um, potentially in a second one for IoT. We do a lot of showcases, technology showcases for, for the Greater North Fulton technology community, uh, making sure that the, those uh, organizations have an opportunity to showcase their different technologies for the business community. So we're doing a lot of things um, to really bring that education to the forefront because, again, there's so much happening right here uh, in our backyard and particularly in the Alpharetta area with the hundreds of new technology companies that are, are springing up. We're really working hard to create awareness and to help organizations understand some of these different things that impact their, their everyday lives. 
uh, not only on the business side, but as we've been talking about, even on our, in our personal lives. So you mentioned the cyber and then Internet of Things and the tech showcases. Also, we have the fintech piece where the finance banking, Phil Cleveland is helping lead that committee. Uh, you know, can you speak to what we're experiencing just in this North Fulton area about the fintech? Yeah, um, very. I'm not an expert in that category, but certainly I can talk about the fact that there is a lot of um, you know angel uh, investing uh, going on. There's um, there's a lot of opportunity out there for uh, burgeoning technology organizations. You know, it's particularly startup early stage um, to really get the help that they need uh, to take it to the next level. And there's and on the other side, you know, looking at it from the other side, there's there's so much happening here again in these hundreds of technology organizations. <laughs> Um, that there's there's the binoculars are out from these these fintech organizations that are really keeping an eye on some of the things that are are, are going on and right here in the Greater North Fulton area. And you know the state of Georgia is all over it because mm-hmm. I'm seeing and hearing now with session in play right now uh, the the um, the investment that the state will make in the cyber um, arena and then also uh, in fintech. So lots more news to come out as we watch our legislators working on um, those big items and billions of dollars uh, in the state. So, well, that's very interesting. I always like to kind of wrap up the show by talking about what means most to you. And Ralph, I think I'll start with you. I know uh, a little bit about you and and a commitment you have um, to uh, that that game called football. Um, I don't know what your future holds, but talk to us a, a, a just briefly about what means most to you. Well, I would. Um, I have to mention family, right? Family and and, uh, and my faith, um, but also what I do for the community. And uh, now that my children are are grown and they're out of the house, I've done my duty, and uh, they're on their way. They're all over the world. Um, but yeah, I do have a, um, a passion for football, a passion for coaching and, uh, been affiliated with Roswell high school for several years, have had some great success over there. The nice thing is to try and mold these kids when they come in, you know, we get them when they're in the eighth grade, a uh, new class coming in right now. And then four years later, you know, you see them, they're bigger than you and they're off to college and they're playing D one football or they, or they're just molded to it into young adults and um a lot of them need that um and and even when they come from happy homes a lot of these children they need someone they can rely on someone that they can call someone that's safe and that they can speak to other than a teacher or or their parents and uh, the rewards of that have been just I mean, the hundreds of kids that I've coached uh, that I see around town that, you know, they'll run across the street to give me a hug. And, you know, and, and when I see them in public and my wife said, boy, you know, it's, it's amazing the impact. And, uh, and I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have had that opportunity uh, to work some, with so many boys uh, in the Roswell area. You know, I guess you, we pass it forward. We pay it forward. We pass it on, right? It was done to me. Um, I've got so many great coaches over my careers that had molded me and kind of slapped me ups, upside the head, you know, <laughs> to uh, to point me in the right direction, thank God. And um, and uh, it's great just to pass that on. And, uh, and I am privileged. I thank think you. that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I know having three sons and two were offensive linemen and played high school football and started young and all the way through and wrestled too. Uh, 
and you're right, even coming from a great network and family that loves one another and all of that, but those coaches have such influence and impact on young lives. Great work. Well, John, I want to ask you too, what matters most? I appreciate that, Deborah. And, and Ralph and I, we've spent a lot of time together and we are so similar. For me, faith and family first, right? Um, I love uh, being, well, that's what I do in my spare time is just, I'm just home. I'm around my my girls. Uh, of course, ones that just gone off to college. Um, but, you know, um, I think that just being home and, and being present and in their lives is, is a big deal, particularly these days. So, um, I spend a lot of time um, doing that. But like Ralph, I, I love to coach. Um, I had the privilege of actually doing that with my wife for a few years uh, as well. But um, having that impact in, in young lives is is an amazing thing. And that, that's always what I what I always had uh, uh, told her and, and anybody who would ask uh, is just make, if I could do one thing or say one thing that, that one of these young ladies, because I coached all girls, I, I never coached a, a, a boy's sport, but if I could say one thing that they kept with them for the rest of their lives, then, you know, that, that's just a big deal, right? And um, I, I had a coach who did that for me. You know, it's some, something, he said something to me just when I was 12, and I've never forgotten it. And uh, so, you know, just being able to have that impact in young people. But I love working with, with you know, adults too, right? I, one of the things that I really enjoy is um, helping people grow in their careers. Uh, as I mentioned, helping, you know, on, uh, other business owners, entrepreneurs, um, you know, and helping and trying to make an impact and, and have a difference just in their lives and in their businesses. It's just something I take a lot of pride in. So that's what matters most to me. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. Um, and did you mention the sport you're coaching or did you? Um, we uh, actually, I, so I played baseball for, okay. for a pretty long time and um, I coached uh, tournament softball. I actually got involved with that because my, my girls wanted to give it a try. Uh, and uh, all the coaches, except for the head coach, quit. And he sent out a, a you know a nine one one email to can anybody help me? And I you know well sure I can. And uh, the end of that story is my girls quit about halfway through the season. They just didn't like it at all and decided to give it up. And and I stuck on the coaching. So um, I was the only person involved in the in the sport after a while. Uh, my wife uh, was played on scholarship uh, volleyball on uh, scholarship in college, and, and she built a whole program at a local school here and coached volleyball for many years. And my my both of my girls um, played volleyball, and uh, they did love that. Mm -hmm. And so I became a volleyball coach just by by uh, blood, right? <laughs> yeah, marriage. You didn't so have a choice. <laughs> I got dragged into that. My wife kept begging me to do it with her, and I and so I eventually did, and and I had really enjoyed that time too. So. Uh, it was for me more about not just the competition, but again, having the opportunity to to meet these girls and make an impact. Very good. Well, it, uh, it's been great having you both here today. Uh, to quote a line from the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I love technology. <laughs> and I think about that line every time that technology is changing. Well, this last week, I'm proud of myself. I got a set up with a meetup account. And boy, that that's amazing how that has changed from when that first that came out and that opportunity to just connect with the city of Atlanta. And in just a few days, that has grown to over 100 members. So it's the Tech 400 meetup. Uh, we will be using that to go ahead and promote and invite group you know, people to come and be a part of the group, but then also to come out and meet us and join us for the different events coming up. And we talked about the cybersecurity event. So stay tuned. We'll put more up there. 
but uh, you will be able to find us now on Meetup, and I'm excited about that tool. All right, Deborah. Well, again, we want to thank our guest, uh, John Mammon with uh, Empowered IT and Ralph Pascarello with uh, Snelling's Walters Insurance Agency. Uh, Before we sign off, I want to remind everybody that uh, Faratech is one of our big partners for this show and a member of the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Faratech has been in business for 25 years by manufacturing top-of-the-line toner supplies and offering outstanding customer service. They offer a 100% guarantee on all Faratech products, so you know they stand behind their quality. For more information, visit Faratech. That's F-A-R-R-A-T-E-C-H dot com. And a reminder, you can listen to North Atlanta's BizLink anytime, 24-7, by going to NorthFultonBusinessRadioX.com. We also ask you, by the way, to follow us on Facebook and like us on Twitter, all that technology stuff. Uh, we're at North Fulton BRX. We'll do this again next month. What do you say, Deborah? I think it's great. And by the way, don't forget, you need to participate in our March Business Expo. Give me a call. You can reach me at 678-397-0567. Would love to help you get set up so that you can showcase your business to the North Atlanta business community. Business Rex, business Radio X will be there. So come on by to the booth and just say hello. And let's uh, talk on the air about the great work you're doing in the community. For Deborah, I'm Mike Salmon. We'll see you next time right here on North Atlanta's BizLink.